welcome folks once again to the Rich Boy X Podcast, Season 4, Episode 13 this week. Me and Dylan break down the latest on the Aaron Judge injuries and some surprising good news from Carlos Rodon and Ian Hamilton on the mend and on the way back to the big club. The Yankees can't seem to score any runs as the offense remains dormant. We got a good mailbag question, a great up and in. Dylan tries to continue his hot streak in trivia and go for four in a row. All of that and more on this week's edition of the Rich Cranks Podcast. All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time again for the Rich Grannings Podcast, Season 4, Episode 13, the 108th edition, if you're keeping score at home. It is Rich, it is Dill, your two, uh, the dynamic duo of Yankee podcasting. Dill, and how goes it? Pretty okay, I'd say. You I, I thought I was going to get a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm pretty pretty good there for a second no definitely not pretty good just okay just okay we'll take okay better than my week and we won't get into it first of all i want to apologize to the fans uh for missing last week's episode dylan was ready to rock and roll i had some issues here at the uh, home front that i had to tend to we could not make it happen so i apologize for that it's the first one we've missed all season i hope that won't happen again so i apologize to you for that so before we get started, you know how we do it every week. We're going to get into what your audio is going to be this week. I gave you a double dip of audio from Derek Jeter's uh, debut on Fox Sports. Uh, the crew talking about the judge injury and then the crew just talking about the Yankee struggles in general. And then uh, Tim Kirchin on the uh, Dan Patrick show talking about what no judge means for the Yankees. And me and Dylan will break all that down here in just a minute. But first, before anything, let's get to your roster news as far as the Yankees injuries are concerned. We're not going to cover all of them, but we'll cover the ones that uh, people might be concerned with because that's the first thing I look for now when I look at at sports updates with the Yankees are injury updates. So Willie Calhoun, Dylan, good old Willie, left quad strain, left quad strain, excuse me, joins the uh, wounded. He goes uh, out until late July. Nestor Cortez with his rotator cuff strain, late July. And Hamilton is on a rehab assignment. Looks like he is very close to coming back, possibly uh, after this three-game set in Oakland. 
Uh, Greg Allen, flexor strain. He's out till mid-July. Carlos Rodon, who's also on a rehab start. Looks like now they're just deciding where to plug him into the rotation. Uh, I would say they, uh, as of this morning, it looks like in the next week or so, you could have him into the rotation. And the big one, obviously, Aaron Judge and his right toe sprain, which turns out to be a torn ligament. Earliest possible return we're hearing now is August um, and possibly out for the whole year. So we're going to get to that. Obviously, that's the big story. But let's before we get into Judge, let's talk um, a little bit about the good news, which is we'll start on the good news, Dylan. You got um, some guys coming back Ian Hamilton and Rodon, both in rehab assignments, looking good, looking healthy. What do you think that means if we could get Hamilton back in uh, the bullpen? More importantly, Rodon to make his Yankee debut. So I'm excited for Rodon to make his Yankee debut. I think everyone's looking forward to it. But I'm also going to set the bar pretty low because when guys like this come back from injury, it's usually not the best. Usually get shelled a couple starts before they start getting it again. Yeah. Um, and Hamilton's been solid, so I think he'll get slide right back into where he was. Yeah, and he hasn't missed that much time, Hamilton. Yeah, I agree, Rodon. I don't know what you can expect from him right off the bat, but I mean, we have him for years to come now. So I guess it's better to ease him into things right now um, and see what we're going to get out of him. He looks like, I, I looked some of the highlights. I watched one of his games in Somerset. He looked okay. I mean, he looked normal. He, I, I don't know what that really, I didn't spend a lot of time looking at him except when he pitched against us um, in previous years. So I don't really, I'm not super familiar with all of his stuff, but I mean, he looked fluid. He looked okay um, with Nestor out. It'll definitely be a big deal. Nestor coming back in July, possibly. I mean, but let's be honest though, and it hasn't been the pitching that's been our problem this year. It really hasn't. Even with all these guys and injuries, our pitching has been the very least of our problems. Starting pitching and bullpen hasn't really been our issue. Our issue is uh, we forgot how to hit. So with that being said, let's go right into um, the Aaron Judge news. So since our last talking, our last show, uh, we find out that it is an actual tour ligament in Judge's right toe, not a sprain, because I railed about if it's just a sprain, why isn't he out there? Like, I didn't understand, and it makes more sense now the injury is a little more serious. It is an actual torn ligament, um, and it's off his right toe, which is the one he uses to get balance on. He puts all his weight on, um, and apparently, as of a couple days ago, he still couldn't walk right. He's not even walking right. So, I mean, they're saying August. Uh, the Yankees aren't ruling out he misses the rest of the year. Judge is the one who's saying, I'll be back. Um, but the Yankees are basically, so we can't rule out he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So that being said, though, and I, you know, it, it takes you, you got to get through the shell shock of saying, all right, because, and I think it was smart. Well, here's two things I'll say. Number one, I don't know why we didn't hear about the torn ligament from the beginning. That's a little suspect to me. Why would they say that there was no break, it wasn't a serious thing, and now all of a sudden it's a torn ligament? If that was the case, why not tell us right from the beginning? Second thing is... I understand the Yankees trying to manage expectations and say, well, we don't want you guys asking every single day because it was getting, you can see it's getting on Boone's nerves every single day. When's he coming back? When's he coming back? When's he coming back? And the third thing is maybe it helps the Yankees turn the page as a team and say, look, he ain't coming back. We need to figure out a way to win without it. And there's enough fucking firepower on this team to win without Aaron Judge. Now, that's a huge, huge, huge hit. But there's guys on this team that should be able to play and hit without him. And like, you know, just speaking last night in Oakland, we put up one run against Oakland. Uh, it's unacceptable that we that we can't score runs now. I've never seen anything Josh like Donaldson. it. Josh Donaldson hits a he had a blast too. I, I Dylan, I don't I don't get what's going on. Like I watched this team and yeah, we won two out of three against Seattle. 
We went, um, then we go win, take two out of three against Texas and hold it down. Our pitching staff holds that offense down, which was great. But we, even those games, we didn't really score runs. We're winning, we're scratching and crawling, clawing to score runs. Something has to happen. I think I honestly, listen, I'm not the guy who usually says, uh, react abruptly or rashly to something like this, but I think they need to make a trade for another bat, um, an outfielder. I think they have to do it. I don't know what that bat is. I haven't really even given thought to who it is. But, I mean, let's be honest. Donaldson's not going anywhere. They've, they've made that very clear. He's going to play. Um, Volpe, they've made it very clear that they're not sending him down. He's going to play. So that leaves third base and shortstop set. Uh, Rizzo's not going anywhere. Glaber's not going anywhere. Bader's not going anywhere. You have two corner outfield spots where you need to decide what's going on. And... If Stanton's going to start playing the field more, that's great. That's wonderful. If he can hit. By the way, he's batting under 200 as well. But if we're going to get at least one outfielder to replace Judge, I think that needs to happen. I think it needs to be a versatile guy who can play either left or right. This way, if, God forbid, knock up wood, Judge does come back, you can slide that person over to left, even if he plays right traditionally. But they've got to do something. They need something to spark this team. This team is lifeless. The only other thing that I could say that they need to do and they they won't do it. Is fire Aaron Boone, and I and I am not saying this is his fault at all. But what else do you do when the team is just not showing up, just not reacting? Dylan, I I don't know. Dylan, what do you think? Do you think there's a move that they can make that will spark this team outside of Judge coming back to uh, get this team starting to rock and roll again? Because it's awful. I mean, uh, if you had unlimited money. Well, yeah, but I mean, even out there, like, who do you, who's out there right now that you could bring in that's like an impact, like Shohei Otani. Okay, well, <laughs> you're not bringing Otani, but I mean, so like, say you brought in Cody Ballinger or somebody like that, like a big bat, um, and you just spent the money because it's going to cost a shitload to bring him in. Um, you'd make a trade to bring him in or whatever it is, but you know that it's going to put you into the next tax bracket as far as luxury tax is concerned. Because ideally, Judge is, if not this year, he's going to come back next year, but. That being said, you still don't, we don't have a left fielder. The Yankees don't have a left fielder, haven't had one all year. So I don't see the problem with us going out right now and actually bringing in a good left fielder. I don't know if they had some kind of strategic plan to go into the year without a left fielder. Maybe they were assuming Stanton was going to play a lot more than he is. Um, that's just a bad job by management. If you look at Stanton's record, you can see that he's hurt every year. It's just what he does, it's his thing. So if that's being said, Go out there, get a bat right now. And the Yankees are pretty good at this. Cashman's usually pretty good at this, where he'll go get somebody that you're not really thinking of or nobody's talking of. And then you're like, oh, wow, that actually is a good idea. Um, I remember us talking before the season started, and I said, ah, they'll probably just bring in a bunch of uh, a bunch of people we don't know about, like rookies or guys that are on, you know, fighting their way back, and we'll be surprised. And we have been. The Jake, the Jake Bowers, the Willie Calhouns, the Billy McKinney. But that's not an imp- – they're doing a serviceable job. I don't like when I hear Yankee fans talk about like, oh, look, we, we found Billy McKinney. He's great. We found – you didn't find anything. These are guys that were on the scrap heap that are performing serviceably. They're not performing above expectations. They're 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 a band-aid. They're a patch. This is the New York Yankees. You need a legitimate left fielder. You need one legitimate player at every single position. I have no problem carrying a Billy McKinney on the bench. No problem. Versatile can play all three outfield spots. It's fine for me. If the Yankees were hitting, this wouldn't be a problem. But they're not. Nobody's hitting. Nobody. I've never seen a team go colder in my life. From 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 all around the diamond. Who's hot? Nobody's hot. There's no nobody. One. Willie Calhoun was hot. 
He was your he was your hot hitter, and he's gone. The Yankees have to do something now to say, listen, they're in a playoff spot right now. If the season ended right now, we're in the playoffs in a wild card spot. With our starting rotation, assuming Rodon comes back healthy, with Cole, Rodon, and then say Sevy or Nestor, that's a very, very good starting three. That's a playoff roster that pitching you would not want to face. But guys got to hit. Guys have to hit. I've never seen more guys batting under 200 in my life. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what you do to get the team sparked. If whatever Aaron Boone's doing is not working, okay. I understand he's good cop, and that's what he is. He's a player's manager. He's into the analytics. He's going to sit there and he's never going to badmouth his guys. He got fired up once last year. I don't know if you remember where he stomped his hand on the table when we were at the end of the season. We were in a losing streak, and and he did one of these. He's like, it's right there. And he, he tried to act tough, and he banged his head, hand on the table. It, it, it's so it's all performance art. He's not that guy. Now, let me tell you something. You know who I wouldn't kill? Who I would have killed for right now? Fucking Joe Girardi. Because Joe Girardi's veins would be popping out right now. He'd be screaming at guys in the dugout. He'd get this team fired up. And that's, unfortunately, it's so sad. It's, it's what, it seems like every team has, has a life cycle. Joe Girardi got us to what? One game within the World Series that year against the Astros. And then he got let go because he, quote unquote, wasn't a player kind of coach. And he was too rough on Gary Sanchez. And he was too rough on some of these guys. We have a couple years of Aaron Boone. We give him a new contract. Now it's like, man, we need a harder edge manager. We need like a Joe Girardi type. So it's it's so weird, like in a life cycle of a team, what you need. And I know you can't replace every player. You can't. And on paper, the Yankees are a good team. But listen, on paper, the Mets are a good team too. So, uh, and they're talking about firing Buck now, who's probably one of the greatest managers of all time, if you look at the numbers. And what does that mean if the guys aren't playing for you? If the guys aren't performing for you, something's got to change. And right now you're in a playoff spot. You know, I, I've heard it kicked around like the Yankees should be sellers during the trading deadline because Judge is out. You're telling me if one player goes down, your whole team goes down? That's ridiculous. And it's not even a starting pitcher. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it's Aaron Judge. And I get his impact on the team. But you're telling me that your your star player goes down. Now let's just trade off everybody. In this, and, and, and we're in a playoff spot right now? That's ridiculous to me. That's not the, that's that's absolutely insane to me. There's no possible way. I my head would spin around and pop off of my fucking neck if these guys don't start to hit. If Anthony Rizzo doesn't start to hit. If 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 Stanton doesn't start to hit. These guys have hit their entire lives. Now all of a sudden they're just not going to hit. I don't know, Dylan. I'm frustrated. You can see that. Would you? Do you have any solutions for me, Dylan? Is there anything you think that they can do that they're not doing to turn this around offensively? I don't even know if there's any good left fielders out there that are available, you know? Like, Andrew Benatendi was good for us last year, but then again, he got hurt too. So, yeah. it's just... I don't even think... Yes, I know they... And I know they wanted Benatendi back, but that's not even... I don't even think that's the kind of bat that I'm talking about. I'm almost talking about... Like I said, a Ballinger is the only guy that I can think of off the top of my head. So that's like a, another, like, home run or miss guy. I know, but I, th- I honestly think that that's... I know, I know what you're saying that Benintendi was more the prototypical good defense, uh, line-to-line base hitter. Yeah. I, I don't think that's what they need. This team is not set up for that. This team is... is what, what are they missing with Aaron Judge? They're missing a basher. They're missing that home run guy. The strikeout home run guy. And I think that's what they need to... That, I don't... I absolutely agree with you. I know where you're going. That the team needs to be more flexible, more base hit orientated guys that can spray the ball. But that's not the way this team is set up right now. That's something maybe you can address in the offseason. But right now, to save the season, as this team is currently constructed right now, you need to replace Aaron Judge's mashing because nobody else is doing it. 
Now, that being said, maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe they're not as reactionary as I am. And they say, look, we want to wait. That's why they didn't get a left fielder. We want the Andrew Benatendi type. You know what I mean? We want that good defensive, fast corner outfielder that can do those kind of things. And we're going to wait till we find that right player. We're not going to overreact and bring in the Cody Bellinger or something like that. But that could also cost you your season. Could also cost you your, your, your this year, your run. And when you're in a playoff spot, in the, look, we're almost in July, and you're in a playoff spot, I kind of think you'd be kicking yourself in the ass if you give up on the season when you're you're in a playoff spot this late. And I don't care what you say. Winning the division is great. Just getting in the playoffs is, is enough because you can do some damage in the playoffs. Again, with that pitching staff, when you really only need three starters in the playoffs, you can make some things happen um, if you just get in the dance. So I don't know. I, I, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the Yankees, I was looking at their next five matchups, and they're playing awful teams for the next five outside of the Orioles. Four out of the five teams that they're playing are very beatable. But the, the Yankees are very beatable, and we put up one run. So what does all that mean? We can look at numbers till we're blue in the face, and what does it mean? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk, let's talk more about Josh Donaldson. Um, a lot, lot given about him. Uh, they benched him for a couple days, try to get his head straight. Um, he comes out and hits a monster home run last night, which is great. Um, I don't know what you do from that spot. I think, I honestly think Donaldson is hurting because Volpe's hurting. You wouldn't notice it as much if you're getting production at a shortstop, but now you're not getting production at a short and third. And everyone, I, I've got comments from people who said that I'm blasting, I'm too tough on Volpe. Uh, I'm being unrealistic with my expectations. He's a sharding, starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. Sharding. Sharding. He's a, he is sharding, actually. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Like, I need production out of... Uh, I got the whole left side of my infield that's not hitting. I can't have it. Like, I can't have two defense... You can have one defensive stopper that doesn't hit on the infield. You can have one. If you include the catcher, you have two. Because people aren't talking about that either. We're not getting any production offensively in the catcher position either. So we're getting Dick out of Trevino and Higgy at the bat. They actually pinch hit. They started pinch hitting Trevino, putting Higgy to pinch hit for him because he's been that that inept offensively. So all right, you're gonna say you're gonna tell me all oh, that he's he's one of the the two greatest defensive catchers in baseball right now. Great. Okay, I'll take that. It's an important job. It's helping our pitching staff. They frame pitches. Great. I'll take it. But you can't tell me that my that my catcher doesn't hit. My third baseman and my shortstop don't hit. They're all defensive specialists. Okay, that's three positions in the batting order that don't hit. Okay, somebody's got to carry this offense, and Rizzo ain't hitting right now. Glaber, eh, so-so. Um, Glaber's probably been the most consistent offensive player we've had all year. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, something's got to happen. Um, I do like Volpe. I think he's going to be the shortstop going forward. But I also think we're going to end up having a, a third baseman that hits. I think what you're what you're seeing out of Volpe is what you're going to see his entire career. I think he's going to be a 2 220 hitter, great defensively. He's going to steal a bunch of bases, make all the plays defensively, and every once in a while he's going to run in. Hey, sorry guys, dogs are fighting. You can actually see him that he's in the corner there. That's the the dad dog. You can't see if you're not watching the video. You're listening, but one of the dogs just jumped up on my bed. Um. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know, Dylan. I, I, listen, we got one more year, I think, after this with Donaldson. I think on his contract. I think there's an additional year after this. So 
I don't know. What do you? All right, let me put it to you this way right now. Trading deadline is uh, August 1st. So July, you got one month in the trading deadline. Is there anybody that you would move right now um, to bring in somebody that you think would make an immediate impact? If you could move right now, if you could move Donaldson, obviously, don't give me Donaldson a stand because those are the easy ones. Obviously, anybody would try to get rid of Donaldson. Although I did hear a rumor that the Mets are interested in Stan. So would you move? Would you move anybody right now? Would you give up somebody good? Like let's say this. All right, I'll give you a deal. Would you give up Donaldson and Cabrera? So you give them an old, washed-up, big contract and a young, upstart, young contract to move on from Donaldson. Would you sacrifice Cabrera? Would yeah. you throw? Would you throw him in the deal to yeah. just try to get rid of that, get from under that contract? Okay. Because because honestly, what has Cabrera done lately either? You know? Nothing. But he's nothing. a young player. He's a young player. So I'm trying to. You're not going to get somebody to eat Donaldson's contract for nothing. You're going to have to give up something. And you're going to have so, to take on a big contract usually too. Well, that's the whole thing. If you're getting rid of Donaldson, I would think that they'd be looking to just shed the money and then try to use that money to do something else. But I don't know. I don't know. All right. I wanted to talk a little bit about the minor leagues real quick before we take a break. And that is because uh, the first season has the half season. The way the minor leagues work are they're split into the halfway season and you get a first half winner who's a champion. Like they win the division and they clinch a playoff spot automatically for the second half of the year. So so I don't know why they do it like that, but uh, Hudson Valley has won the first half season. So they're the division winners for the first half and Somerset also. Now, Somerset might have benefited from the 8 million MLB players that have been down on rehab assignments this year. But uh, those two teams have uh, advanced as far as uh, clinching the playoff spot towards the end of the year. Um, And a couple standouts, our boy Estevan, Mr. AAA Florio, tearing it up in the minor leagues. What does that tell you, Dylan, that they have not called him back up? That he is, that every time they send him down, including this time, he's mashing AAA pitching. His his lines for the first half of the year, 19 home runs, 24 ribbies, and 11 stolen bases, just in the minor leagues. And that's not including what he did when he was up here. In a half is, season. In a half season. What does that tell you that they're not bringing him back up? He could be one to trade with Donaldson. That's what that can show you. Yeah, but nobody wants him. Like we put him, we released him on waivers, and no one took him. Yeah, but he, he out, could be one of those guys that him. suck for us and then turn into stars for another. Oh, team. you mean like Aaron Hicks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it, it chaps my ass to see it highlights Aaron Hicks every night. I don't know about you, but um, so the big the big word, the latest hot uh, prospect that everyone's talking about is is Clayton Beater. Uh, the pitcher that we got in the Joey Gallo trade, uh, he's tearing it up. They just brought him up to AAA. He's flying through the, the minor league system, and he's supposed to be the next stud. That's great. That's wonderful. Leave him alone. Don't bring him up this year, please. Um, pitching has not been our issue. We got some arms on the on the, on the the mend right now that are going to be back. Um, there is no reason that with a front line of just even Cole, Rodon, and Seve that we shouldn't be fine. Nestor, I'm worried about. I think we're going to hear any day that Nestor is going to be shut down for the year with Tommy John. I really believe that. I think we're going to get bad news on Nestor. I think they're going to say, yo, he, he's going to start throwing again. He had a problem when he was throwing. And I mean, it's a rotator cuff that leads to Tommy John, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think he's going to be he's going to be out for a year and a half. So I wouldn't get everyone's hopes up. I could be wrong. I mean, I know he doesn't throw hard. I know it's a lot of off-speed pitches and stuff like that. So it doesn't do the damage on his arm. But I'm... I, I'm not I'm not hopeful that we see Nestor back again. But that being said, Cole, Rodon, and Sevi, and then Domingo Herman right there, that's a that's a very good four right there. It's more than you need. So excuse me. 
All right, Dylan. Let's see what else we got to talk about that stuff. Let's get to the to this date in baseball history and knock that out. 1944, Dylan. You remember 1944, don't you? Just like yesterday. More than 50,000 people packed the polo grounds to watch Yankees and Dodgers play each other in a six-inning contest to raise money for war bonds. Nice. Each team plays successive innings against the other two teams, then sits out an inning. The final score is the Dodgers 5, the Yankees 1, the Giants 0. So they played a three-way, in wrestling terms, it was a triple threat or a three-way dance. <laughs> With all three teams to raise money, which is pretty interesting. So they, each team would play and then set out an inning, then the other team would play. Essentially a true exhibition game just to get these guys in. And they played in that old polo ground stadium, which was unbelievable. Horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Polo grounds was something else. Not that I saw it. Just obviously I saw clips. I wasn't running in the 40s. But even like MLB The Show, you're trying to play in the polo grounds, forget about it. Like you just hit a ball and it just rolls forever but um so actually this date in baseball history is 1944 um all right so listen don't go anywhere guys we're coming back we still got trivia we got mailbag we got some other stuff to clean up and other stuff to talk about we're going to take a very very brief break and we're going to be right back on the rich cranks podcast in just a minute stick with us guys Welcome back, kids. Kids, what do you think is listening to the show, Dylan? If you looked at the the analytics of this show, the average age of this uh, listen 40. to this show is. I'm going to tell you right now here, Dylan. You you you, you you vamp for a minute, and I'm going to give All you. Right. Some, I'm going to give you some specs on our on our show here. All right. Well, I've been playing the show lately. Okay, right? good. Yeah, I've been playing Diamond Dynasty, trying to get back into it, and. I, I gave this this game a lot of a lot of heat, you know. I didn't really like it when it came out because I thought the hitting was just, you know, you can square up a ball perfectly. Because I hit with zone, which is where you move the circle and that's mm-hmm. where you swing the bat. It's all right. about timing and where your location is. I'm squaring up balls, you know. I'm not getting perfect perfects like you hit it perfectly and you time it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm hitting him in the circle and I'm getting like good timing and. That should be like, you know, I would think like a, a gap double or something. No, it's not. It's like a line drive to the first baseman, like not even hard. It's just like a like a weak fart, a wet fart. It's just. Do you think is it the game that's tougher? Or do you think maybe they just made the hitting harder? I don't even really know because like they don't change much in between games. It's pretty much the same game every year. Just new people they add, updated rosters. But just for some reason, like last year, it just felt so much easier. And I, I, I can't tell you what it is, but I've been playing moments where they like give you like a little challenge. You have to like hit a home run with this guy, you know. And I can't tell you how many times I'll get robbed at the wall. It I did notice that this year. All I got it, the time. Even in a regular franchise mode, it's happening quite a bit where once every like two or three games, I'm getting a home run pulled back off me. Yeah, so usually I can tell like when I hit a home run, like based mm-hmm. on exit velo and where mm-hmm. it's going. But now I can't, I can't trust it anymore because I know the guy's just gonna run up and grab it, and it's not even like people that are good at fielding; it's just like random yeah. guys. So that upsets me. All right, I got the stats for you, Dylan. You said what was the average age you think of our uh, fans? It's not around forty. 
45 to 59, 60% of our fans, and then 23 to 27 or 38%, and then 35 to 44 checking in at uh, 1%. As far as the uh, demographics, how would you say male to female demographics are listening to a Yankee podcast? 90% male. 98% male, 2% okay. female, 1% non-binary, Dylan, and 1% not specified. And we have no new countries to add to the list. We're still at 30 countries, but that's okay. I like that round number. Nice 30 countries. And we have, uh, we've hit the total of, let's see, we're at 56,567 listens. So I will okay. take that. I'll take that all day. All right, so let's get going here. Trivia time, Dylan. It's your time to shine. Right. Those of you who are new to the show, we give Dylan trivia questions. He answers them. He either gets them right or wrong. He gets five questions a week. He's got to get three out of five correctly to earn himself a dub. He's on a three-week winning streak right now. His yearly record is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's eight wins and one, two, three losses. Eight and three, very solid. Pretty good record. Very solid. So what's going to happen here? I'm going to ask Dylan a question. Give him four choices. He's going to answer it. We'll see how he does. Dylan, are you ready? I'm ready. Which franchises, this is two franchises, have appeared in two World Series and lost both of them? So they've been mm. in two and they've lost them both. Are you ready for your choices? Yes. The Rays and the Brewers, the Padres and the Rays, the Rangers and the Padres, or the Brewers and the Rangers. They've been in two World Series and mm. lost them both. So right off the bat, I'm going to eliminate C and D because I know one is the Rays. They okay. lost to Philadelphia and then the Dodgers most recently. Okay. So what were the choices? Rays and Brewers and Rays. Rays and Brewers, Rays and Padres, Padres. Rangers and Padres, and Brewers and Rangers. So they've appeared in only two and lost both. So this is kind of like a toss-up because I have no idea about the, the Padres or the... Uh, I'll just go with the Padres. Um, I'm some Padres. Cross-checking cross something. Was something wrong? It, it seems something. Because you made a point about the Rays and I think it's... Maybe this is an older question before that World Series happened. Oh, no, no, no. I see what they did. They could have thrown one curveball and didn't have to both be. The choices are... I see what you're saying. All right, so wait. We have the Rays and the Brewers, the Padres and the Rays, the Rangers and the Padres, and the Brewers and the Rangers. So you have to get both of them right to be right. So you're saying which one now? Where are you going with? Rays and Padres. Okay. It's actually the Rangers and the Padres. So that means the Padres must have... Wait, let's see. The Rangers have never won. The Padres have never won. The Rays have never won. The Padres have never won. That can't be right. Because there's a choice for the Padres and the Rays. And well, have the, the, have the Rays won, been in like three times? They haven't. That's why I just cross-checked. The Rays have been in two World Series and never... And twice, and they lost them both. So this question is incorrect, though. Because if that's the case, then the Padres and the Rays would also be correct, right? Yeah. So there would be two right answers, Padres and the Rays. Which franchises have appeared in two World Series and lost both? The Padres lost to the Tigers in 84. 
into the Yankees in 98. The Rangers came short in consecutive years, but the Rays also did. Maybe, maybe the question. Yeah, see, questions. The question is wrong, Dylan. Because All right, option, so just give option me the two is the Padres and Rays. We're going to give you the point. Yes, that's yeah. that's, that's a bad question. All right, here we go. Here's another one. All right, we ready, Dylan? Yep. What was Babe Ruth's ERA in his three World Series starts? Now I realize it's just a guess. Yep. But what was his ERA in his three starting pitching roles as a pitcher in the World Series? Was it 0.87, or 7.14? So let's just make it easy on you. Less than one, just over one, over three, or over seven. So, um, zero, I'm one, gonna, three, or seven. I'm gonna go over one. Okay, so you're gonna go one point one two. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, it was 0.87 was his really? ERA in three World Series. Listen, people underestimate how good the babe was in uh, pitching. He was a stud. He was the original Shohei Otani mm-hmm. um, as far as pitching is concerned. All right, so Dylan, one and one then, Dylan. One and one today. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. This should be a layup. I think you'll get this pretty easy. From what school did Derek Jeter turn down a scholarship to sign with the Yankees in 1992? So he got offered a full ride to a college, and these are your choices. Stanford, North Carolina, Michigan State, or Michigan. What school mm. did he turn down? So I know it's Michigan, but I don't know if it's Michigan or Michigan State. Uh, because he's a he's a Kalamazoo kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, was it the Spartans or the Wolverines, Dylan? I'm going to say it was just plain old Michigan. Michigan, it was correct, okay. sir. Michigan turned down a scholarship uh, to go to Michigan. Yes. All right, Dylan. Two right, one wrong. All right, here we go. Who are the only two pitchers besides Jacob Degrom to win the Rookie of the Year award and at least two Cy Young awards? Hmm. So this person, these two people, won Rookie of the Year and two Cy Young awards. Okay, you ready? Okay. Was it Roger Clemens and Dwight Gooden? Was it Justin Verlander or Fernando Valenzuela? Dwight Gooden and Brett Saberhagen or Tom Seaver and Justin Verlander? So they would have to win Rookie of the Year and two, at least two Cy Young. They could have won more, but at least two. Give me your choices again. Clemens, Gooden, Verlander, Fernando Valenzuela, Gooden, Brett Saberhagen or Tom Seaver and Justin Verlander? So one of them's got to be Justin Verlander. He shows up a lot in these questions or these answers. So I'm going to go with that. But I'm also going to pick a curveball. I'm going to okay. say Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando Valenzuela. Well, I'm, unfortunately, you had half right. It was Justin Verlander and Tom okay. Seaver was uh, the other one. All right, Dylan. Well, you know what that means now. Got to get this one right. This is crunch time. This is it. So this is for all the Marvel. This is when the big players show up, Dylan, in the ninth inning, down by a run, man in scoring position. Josh are, are, are you going to be Josh Donaldson? I was going to. You know what the sad thing is, Dylan? I was. I tried to give you a good Yankee who's performed well, and I can't think of one offensively oh, that I tell there you. Hasn't. So yeah, it's is he going to be Josh Donaldson? I was going to say, are you going to be Stan? Are you going to be? Well, there's nobody. So let's hope you do better than all the Yankees. Here we go. All right, this is a cool one, but it's going to be just a guess. Okay. Who is the only pitcher to allow 50 home runs in a season? Wow. Starting pitcher has given up 50, well, I mean, throughout the course of the season. Yeah, not to one player, but he's given many, up that's 50 like, home runs, yes. Yeah. All right. Is it Jamie Moyer, Robin Roberts, 
which isn't she a female basketball player? No, he's uh, an old Phillies. Oh, uh, okay. Bronson Arroyo or Burt Blylevin. And the year was 1986, if that helps you at all. We'll give you okay, a so we can take Robin Roberts out because he's like in the 50s or something. There we crazy. go. Okay, so Jamie Moyer, Bronson Arroyo, or Burt Belay Levin gave up 50 home runs in 1986. Uh, I'm going to eliminate uh, that first guy. Jamie Moyer? Yeah, because he was pitched, a 90s guy, I think. Pitched forever, though, but he did pitch. He might have pitched in the 80s, too, but he was primarily a 90s guy, yeah. He did say 87. 86. 86. So that would leave Bronson Arroyo and Burt Blylevin. I feel like Burt Blylevin was good, though. Did he give up 50 home runs? He's in the show all the time, too. He's definitely an 80s guy, though. He's got a, a wonky car. I will tell you this. Before 86, the stats here, he had never given up more than 25 before that year. So he gave up double. That one uh, year was an anomaly. It was not a... You know, it wasn't his career. It was a double his any of the year he had ever given up. I don't even know who Bronson Arroyo is. You you would have seen. He was a Philly. He was uh he was a. I think we might even have had him in the Yankees for a minute. He was he was a he was a journeyman, Dodger. So I'll Arroyo, go, I'll go with Bert. I'll go with Big Bert. Dylan pulls it out. It was Bert yes. by 11, 1986. Gets the win. Comes through in the clutch, which. Pretty impressed. Well, not super impressed. I did give you one. We did give you a free one, but yeah, not bad, not bad. So Dylan, let me key it in here. Dylan gets a win. He goes three out of five. Sneaks in with a W to keep his four. Not weeks a, not a pretty win, but it's but a win. win. Listen, ugly wins count as well, sir. I'm like the Yankees scratching and clawing. Jesus, don't even get me started again. It's awful. It's awful. And they want me to stay up late for a California game for this. I work early. I work early in the morning. I got to get up at two thirty in the morning. There is nothing worse than staying up late for a Yankee loss, two to one to the Oakland A's. Man, it's like getting kicked in the nuts. It really is. It's awful. All right, Dylan. So let's continue with your segment here, and it's what's okay. bothering Dylan. Time, another one of the fans' favorite segments. What the what, what's 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 uh, eating your craw this week? So since we missed last week, I'll I'll give the fans to do it. Here. Let's do it. Uh, the first one is I got a speeding ticket. Ah, Dylan, no one, Dylan, no one likes Dylan. that. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. And I gotta say, they were real. They're real sneaky about it, right? So okay. they had they had a state trooper on the one side of the road going up on the opposite side. So okay. I saw him. I saw him. I got far enough away from him. I was like, all right, you know, I'm back safe. to it. Back to it. You know, back to back to my breaking of the law is what yes. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I passed him, started to speed up again, and this particular road was going from two lanes to one lane, and there was a truck ahead of me. Okay. So I was going a little faster, so I was trying to get around him so I didn't get stuck behind him. Yeah, there was another state trooper just a little ways up the road Mother on my side of the road. So he a got me. A coordinated attack. Yeah, I was very surprised. I never saw that before. And uh, I knew I was going to get a ticket because he had like a... A trainee with him. Oh, so he's got to set. He's got to set the good example. Yeah, and he's got to show him how to do it. For so. the for the record, Dylan, in the process of trying to become a law enforcement officer himself. Yeah, I'm so. gonna say I'm gonna say right here, right now. I yes. Don't think speeding should be against the law. I think you should be able to go as fast as you want. Dylan, I don't know if you want to go on a on a, on a podcast nationally advocating for it. advocating for law. These are the things that can come back to haunt you, sir, when you're doing a 
quote unquote interview, sir. Look at look at Germany. They got the Autobahn. Autobahn. The Autobahn. You, can go, you can go as fast as your car can go. They don't care. You know what, don't 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 get me started because um I live in Florida and uh in a couple days here it's perfectly legal for anybody to carry a handgun who has a government ID yeah. under their shirt. And I'm scared to death. So I am from New York. So you can, you can look at the DMV and just carry you, a gun with you. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The only qualifications are you have to have a government ID and pass a background check, a three-day background check, where you can be a criminal, just not have violent crimes on your account. So you could be a okay. drug dealer. You could be a, a you know a, a, a not pay your child support. You can do any other crime as long as you're not violent crime. We you can carry. Two handguns under your in the in your shorts under your it's going to be awful. Well, you know what? That's America for you. Right it's awful. It's that's, so scary. That's the beauty of it. It's America. You have literal dinosaurs down there with you. So it's 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 bad times. I'm sorry. All right. Did you have another one, Dylan? All right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I had a second one. So this might be directed at you. Okay. I feel like when I visited you last time, uh-huh. uh huh, you might have done this, but uh, okay. toilet paper uh, holders. Yes. Do you go uh, under the roll or over? Here we go. Here we go. I think you went under the roll, right? Dylan, that's I correct. go with. I could give two shits. I don't know which way I go, but I do. So that's get, probably why. I, I, I do get grief from like when people will come visit and they'll be like, "Hey, your toilet paper is wrong," and I'm like, yeah. "I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about." It's and if it's, I, I, it's to the point where I can't even tell you which way I do it because I don't think about it. I just put it on there whatever way my hand happens to be when I put it on there I know some people are really anal about that I don't I get am. it I don't I understand am. it like it's the wrong way you're doing it wrong okay um yeah <laughs> I, I mean I guess it works just the same I don't know I I know there's some people that are very anal about it um no pun intended um but um but I just yeah I I, I don't get it. look I'm very OCD like I like things to I be know that's ways the part too. I don't get about you yeah about but I stuff. I, that I just don't. I, it's just never been a thing for me. I just don't. I, maybe I don't notice it. Maybe it's where I live. Like my my rolls are positioned in a place where I don't see it in my personal bathroom because it's kind of very close to the bowl. So I don't really. It's under the counter, kind of tucked away. So you kind of reach into like a dark zone to grab it. So maybe it's because I don't see it. Now my other bathroom, my spare bathroom, that's very out in the open and bright. Maybe that's the one you use. So that's probably. You know, and I am not responsible for putting that role in there. So that's usually the guests that do that. So I will not take credit for that. Or you sure, can just be, you're going to pawn it off on someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Push to blame. Uh, I would also like to say that if you're my son, who is seven years old, just don't wipe it off. Just just take a shitty ass and get up and just go about your day. <laughs> oh, like I mean, it, like, like it never happened. If so. you're seven years old, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, my God. It just it's, matters it's, for the people around you. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Anyway, that's that's what's bothering Dylan this week, everybody. All right, we're going to get to some questions here. Every every week we give you two two uh, questions from people that write in. One that's uh, a good, legitimate question, and one where people just like to give a shit. We call that the up and in. But let's get to the mailbag question first. And if you guys want to send in questions, richcoryanks at gmail.com. Richcoryanks on all the socials. You know the deal. This is Philip from Terrytown. Terrytown, close to my neck of the woods. Uh, where I grew up, do you think the Yankees can package Donaldson and a younger player like Cabrera to get back a bat to help uh. hold down the fort until Judge gets back? Well, we kind of already talked about this. Sorry, Philip, I didn't mean to ruin your question. Um, and that's probably where I was thinking about it from. But Dylan, I'll take it to you. Do you think, would you, you kind of already answered it. Mm. Let's just say this. All right. 
Would you trade Donaldson, Cabrera, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Philip, I'm gonna up the ante a little bit with your thing here. I'll tell you, I'll give you got to give up Donaldson, Cabrera, and you got to give up McKinney for a decent bat. Who would a decent bat be? We'll say. I'm trying to take Mr. Generic here. How about a healthy Benintendi? Okay. Would you make that deal? Um, I I would. Donaldson and, Cabrera and uh, McKinney. Because you know you got Benintendi signed a deal with the White Sox. I don't remember. So, no yeah, it's like five, I think it's biggest contract they've ever given actually. So it's so, a big deal. It's a it's a big deal. It's like six years I think, and it's it's a massive deal. But. So he's yeah. locked down. I mean, he, there's your left fielder for years to come. No more worrying about left field being vacant, having to plug in people. And then you get rid of Donaldson, move LeMahieu to third. LeMahieu can play full time now. LeMahieu, another one that's been struggling, though. I don't yeah. know what to do. Philip from Terrytown, sorry, I think I kind of shit on your question a little bit there. But yeah, I think but we answered Dylan, it already. Yeah, me and Dylan were both kind of. Listen, if you could get any sucker to take Donaldson at this point, you would do it. Um, I will say one thing Donaldson doesn't seem to be affected by the booze at all. Whereas Hicks, it was in Hicks's head. Donaldson almost so you, smirks when he gets booed. He's just so like, yeah, think, fuck you guys. You you like, think I don't Donaldson care. is just horrible? Instead of Aaron Hicks, or he's, he's horrible because of the booze? I think Aaron Hicks mentally wasn't strong enough. He had the Sonny Gray thing in him where he couldn't handle when the fans turned on him. Like, he couldn't handle the heat in the kitchen. Whereas I think Donaldson could give two shits. Donaldson's been getting booed everywhere he goes for years, even when he was good. So I think he just kind of writes it off. Donaldson has the chance to come out of it. Like, he had a home run last night. Donaldson could go on a hot streak and get real hot and get the fans off his back and be fine with it. Like, he dealt with that controversy with Tim Anderson, was it last year or the year before? Like, and he answers all the questions, no problem. Press conference, Hicks, his voice was cracking at the end there and press conference, and you could see that he was he was teetering on the brink. So I think Donaldson's got a stronger mental makeup, and I think he would be better. And I honestly think he's going to be for, here for every day of his contract. I don't think the Yankees can get rid of him, so... Not that they wouldn't want to. I don't think they can. I agree. All right. Fred from New York. Here we go. And I read these word for word. If you two clowns had one smart thought or opinion about the game of baseball, I would have a, I would have a very little respect for you and your show. Okay. Let me start over again. Yeah. Read that. Read that again. If you two clowns had one smart thought or opinion about the game of baseball, I would have a very little respect for you and your show. But since you don't, I'll just say... Do the world a favor and start a cricket podcast. Okay. All right. All right. We're going well, back to cricket. We're going back it's to like, cricket. It seems to be like the maybe like the insult of baseball fans. Like, uh, is there a hatred that baseball fans have towards cricket? I don't get it. I've never, I've never held any animosity towards cricket, though. I, uh, I understand it. Cricket is is lame because it's like a flat bat and an easy ball and it's easy to hit. I and guess. There's, and there's and it's the very British. British people are the worst. British. Wow. Dylan firing some hot takes this week. He's he's coming out coming out against law enforcement and speeding, and now comes out against the British. So <laughs> D- Dylan Dylan insulting whole countries. My my hatred for the British goes back to revolutionary times. Never you can't liked, oppress us. Never liked the redcoats. Huh? Those redcoats. Never coats. never been a fan of the redcoats. Well, whole the thing that really gets me right mm-hmm. is British cuisine. Have you seen the stuff they eat? 
when I went to Ireland and to Europe, we had some English food. We're over there, and I—I I mean, it was there. Eh, wasn't anything that to, to what particular are you referring to, sir? Everything: beans on toast for breakfast, bangers and mash. What is you exactly know? the bangers part? I don't know. Bangers Do you know? is sausage. It's sausage and potatoes. I'm okay with that. That's okay with me. Sausage Ugh. and potatoes. That's all right. It's okay. That's, that's their like national meal. It sounds good too, by the way. Bangers and mash. I don't know. I went to uh, with me and Dylan's cousin in Ireland. He took me out to a traditional Irish breakfast, which was at a bar. Which okay, I didn't. I've never had breakfast in a bar before, except uh, when clubs used to let out like two, three in the morning, and they would serve breakfast. But great breakfast. I mean, everything except for um, the blood pudding. There. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good. Which he wouldn't tell me what it was until I tried it. And then being a dick, he was like, oh yeah, that's blood pudding. I was like, you fuck. But everything else was great. The food over there was actually very good. I didn't mind it. Um, very hearty. A lot of that stews. Is, that is Ireland though, so it could have a little well, bit of difference. very close though. They're very they're 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 they they're, they hate England just as much as I did. They're British adjacent, let's just say. I guess what is blood pudding, let's see. It's 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 blood, isn't it? It's just like jellified blood, I think, or something like I don't know. Why is blood pudding illegal in the U.S.? Wow. So I ate illegal American food when I was over there. Yes. Black pudding or blood cakes from around the world, such as I can't even pronounce some Taiwan, <laughs> are banned in the U.S. due to sanitary reasons. Great. Well, I woofed some of that fucker down with a, with a warm beer and some sausage <laughs> and some mash that morning. So bangers and mash. Shout out to uh, Rory over there in Ireland for taking me to the uh, Irish breakfast. I don't think he listens to the show, but it's a very good uh, breakfast. All right, well, listen, that's the up and in. Um, Dylan, I got to say, we're, me and Dylan were talking about uh, some other stuff offline and uh, some spirited uh, comic book movie conversation, which leads me to believe, which is what we didn't do last year. During the off season this year, we're going to have to do a, a Marvel edition or a comic book movie edition and talk about that kind of stuff because Indiana um, Jones yeah we we're talking about debating I'm gonna go see Indiana Jones today and not that I'm eagerly looking forward to seeing Indiana Jones it's just kind of like I want the wrap-up I want the completion like since I started to watch him first when I was a little kid I just kind of want to see the the ending of it you know see it through too. see it through see it through so um we'll, we'll see how that goes this weekend we we're both uh, impressed with the flash but Seems like nobody else cared, so I don't know. <laughs> Me and Dylan might have been the only two that actually liked it, so I don't know. Maybe our bar is a little bit lower, but anyway, that being said, so big week for the Yanks. Um, every week's a big week. I think now um, the next three weeks are going to really determine trading deadline moves. Yes. I think what happens in the next two or three weeks is going to determine whether or not we're buyers or sellers or we just hold steady. Um, if we can get a, another couple series wins. Like, listen, we're coming off two series wins in a row, two out of three, and that's all you can ask. That's what you want to do. But if we can put a streak together where we win five series in a row and stay like a game or a game and a half, two games up in that wild card spot, I can see the Yankees making a move. Now, the move will tell you a lot about what they think about Judge and how long Judge is going to be out. If they go out and they get 
like Dylan said, a big contract like a Bellinger or somebody like that, and they take on that huge payroll, that's telling you they're scared and they just want somebody right now because Judge ain't coming back this year. If they make a move for a more versatile, locked-up guy like, say, a Benintendi, which it won't be Benintendi, but that type of player, that leads me to believe that they think, uh, they're think they thinking towards the future and they have a plan and they're sticking with it. So, Yankee fans, we're going to see here over the next couple weeks how they do. Um, you guys are going to have to let me know because I won't see the open game until tomorrow morning because I'm not waiting up tonight for it i refuse i'm protesting i'm protesting after last night i am a zombie today i'm exhausted when they let me down which means tonight i won't watch i'll watch it in the morning and they'll, and they'll win like 13 to 2 and they'll crush open so that'll be good i'll take maybe it, you so. should watch less games i can't do it though i can't i'm a glutton for punishment man i got you've seen my setup here i'm at one two three four five screens in front of me not including my phone or my computer and uh I'm watching minor league games. I'm watching. It's it's. I got to get a life, though. That's what the problem is. <laughs> There's more outside this world than baseball. I think I got to expand my horizons a little bit. Anyway, that being cricket, said, cricket. That's it. Or or cricket or cornhole. Four baggers. All right. I think you can do both. They have an yeah. off season, right? Jesus Christ! I think I can play cricket while I play cornhole. To be honest, there with you, you go. All right. Well, there you go. We missed our a cricket cornhole combination sport. We, we bang the bags with the bat instead of throwing it into the hole. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. We will talk to you next week. I apologize for last week, but we'll be back on schedule. For Rich, for Dylan, this is the Rich Corey Yanks podcast saying Down go with Yanks. the British. It's <laughs> till next week. Bye. Plethora of great storylines in this first half as we welcome you back to London Stadium. They kick off of the London series with the Cubs and the Cardinals here on Fox. What a great shot from our drone. And now down the first baseline with us. Good to see you back with us. Derek Jeter, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez. I'm Kevin Burkhardt. So we showed you some of those first half storylines. A lot of good ones. What's your favorite? I, I love Tampa. I mean, to me, fellas, one of the most underappreciated, underrated team, not only in baseball, but in all of sports. Different year, fellas, but the same results. They're best in class. And I really, really love the rule changes. It made an incredible adjustments, cutting back time. Something to watch. It'll be interesting to see if Major League Baseball adjust some of these rules during the postseason. I definitely think they should adjust in the postseason. I tell you, uh, you know, just to piggyback on what Alex said there with the, with the Rays and the AL East, I'm pleasantly surprised what the Orioles are doing. We all played in the AL East. That division is a beast. They lost 100 games three out of the last four full seasons. They draft well, they develop well. Adley Rutschman is, is a great leader, not only on the field, but in the clubhouse. I think he's a big reason why they are where they are. And if Tampa wasn't having the season that they're having right now, Baltimore very well could be in first place. Absolutely. In my case, I can't say enough about Shohei Otani. I mean, guys, watch this right here, what he did last night with this pitch. I mean, this is ridiculous. Look at the location on that pitch mm. and look at how he keep that ball fair right center. That is almost impossible. Kids, don't try that at home. Huh. That is almost impossible. I mean, this guy keep on showing the whole planet how great of a player he is. Hitting, and as a pitcher, he's leading the league with 25 bombs right now, DJ. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like you can't be surprised by it anymore because he just continues to do it. I mean, this guy is, is leading the league in home runs. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. I can't relate to it. I don't think anyone up here can relate to it. You know, Babe Ruth did it years ago, but what he is doing is, is unprecedented, and uh, he's fun to watch. That's right.
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's your best pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, and there's also uh, your best hitter, Otani. He's 2-1. I've never seen it before. I don't think we'll ever see it again. Babe Ruth was the closest to it. Yeah, and I wonder almost if he's underappreciated. Derek, I thought you brought up a good point, though. You said, you know, maybe not as appreciated until he gets to the postseason, right? Yeah, I think, you know, he has to be on that stage where people, the casual baseball fan can watch him play. You know, right now it's, it's Angel fans out there in Anaheim watching him. But he needs a stage like that. He had it in the World Baseball Classic, and he really shined. And you just hope for the sport of baseball, he gets that opportunity. Angels are right there. They're a half game out of the last wild card spot right now. We'll see how that goes on as the year uh, continues here. Meanwhile, so those are a lot of the big stories, the good stories. But the top three teams in payroll, Mets, Yankees, Padres, not a good story because they're nowhere near first place, and they've greatly underachieved in this whole situation. And you know, Alex, it's. Hey, look, there are a lot of, it's not one thing, but when you spend that much money, you expect results, or, or maybe we should. Maybe you can't buy success. Well, hey, that's, a, that's another question, but I, I'm still confused with what the Yankees are doing, what direction, what vision, what team are they trying to be? Are they trying to be like Tampa Small Market, or are they trying to be George Steinbrenner's New York Yankees? It's judge or bust, and it, for me, that's a recipe that won't win a title unless they change the vision and execution. I totally agree with you. I mean... It doesn't matter how much money you invest if you don't have that good chemistry going on. I mean, we all know that to win championship, that it, it right. we all know that you need to have that leader on the clubhouse, that good chemistry. Everybody had to work like and Everybody follow up the same line so you can accomplish the mission towards the end of the season. You need good chemistry and a ball club to win championship. Well, I think it's a couple things. One, don't count them out yet. We still got a long way to go. And let's be clear about one thing. You can't buy a championship. What you can do is you can buy an opportunity to win a championship. You can buy optimism for players. You can buy optimism for a fan base. But ultimately, you still got to go on the field and play. And it's difficult to win. That's why you celebrate when you win, because it's difficult to do. So just because you have a high payroll doesn't guarantee a championship. I mean, resources help. But to your point, chemistry, fundamentals, player development, you did a great job that with the Marlins. Look, I think these teams have a long ways to go, but you still have a long ways to go. These All three teams may make it. A lot of baseball. Yeah, but as Eric said, there is a lot of baseball left, right? So we'll see if they can turn it around. There is time. Remember, the Nationals and the Braves did not have great first halves of the season. They won the World Series in 19 and then two years ago for Atlanta. Meanwhile, Tom Rinaldi weighs in on this great game of baseball and how he thinks they should embrace it here overseas. today which came across and it's bad news if you're a Yankee fan Aaron Judge revealed he's got a torn ligament in his big toe remember the one he hurt in this amazing catch at Dodger Stadium a few weeks ago well now a torn ligament he says he feels pain when he walks and there is no timetable for his return so you're obviously hoping for the better but that doesn't sound particularly great and, and when you look at it here's just some basic numbers Alex I mean look you're taking away an MVP one of the greatest to play the game right now Without Judge, the Yankees are 11 and 16. They're 3.3 runs a game. That's a full 1.7 less than Judge. It is a monster deal if he can't play this year, obviously. And we talked about it in the pregame for the Yankees. Aaron Judge is Judge or bust, and that's going to hurt. And he's the closest thing to Barry Bonds. The Yankees are a great team without him. They're just very pedestrian without them. It'll be interesting to see, Poppy, how they react from this. I tell you, it's, it's, I feel bad for Aaron. I mean, he works extremely hard, and uh, he's having another great season. Uh, I feel bad for the Yankee fans. You know, they don't get a chance to watch arguably the greatest player in the game right now on a daily basis. So, hopefully, what? Can the Yankees make the playoff? They can. 
Yeah, they can, but I think this is when you find out the depth of an organization. Every team deals with injuries. I don't care what team you are. The best teams, one through 40, are the ones that go to the postseason. The impact that he has on the Yankees lineup is unbelievable. I mean, if you see an offense shutting down right after one man goes down, that makes a huge difference. I'm worried about the Yankees' future the next couple of months based on having the big man out for a while. He, he's the one who accomplished, and, and he's, the, he's the one who made the, the, the lineup in the front comfortable and after him also. So it's going to be it's gonna be a tough time for the Yankees. KP, the biggest concern for me is simple. I mean, this is a very tough injury, something to take very seriously. However, when you're six foot seven, 280 pounds, is even more concerning because you're a big load. Yeah, hope he gets better. He's one of the best to watch, obviously, in the game. Meanwhile... The Aaron Judge injury is puzzling because when he got hurt and then they thought he was going to be back a couple of days later and it was a, a strained toe, then we realized that it's far more serious. Wouldn't the MRI have shown that when the swelling went down that this is far more severe? Uh, did the Yankees hide this for any reason? I don't think they hid anything. I just don't think they knew the severity of it. I mean, this toe injury, I'm not sure we've ever heard of an injury quite like this, but I think it speaks again to how easily you can get hurt playing baseball. And given the degree of difficulty of the game, if your feet aren't working properly, you're not going to be able to play the game. And just another reminder, this game is not built for someone who's 6'7", 282. And when he suffers an injury like this, I, I have to think it's it's going to be even worse than, say, if someone my size got the same injury uh, because there's so many more moving parts to Aaron Judge. But this is a serious situation. He, I think he'll play again this year. Mm -hmm. I just don't know when it's going to be. And this is just another reminder of how different a club they are yeah. when he doesn't play. They're a completely different team when he doesn't play. Yeah, and then you look at this team that they, they built, and then you realize, are they a house of cards? Because you don't have Aaron Judge in there, then everybody else falls apart. You know, the Giancarlo Stanton contract was horrible. Josh Donaldson and some of these other players they've kind of thrown in there. And you, then you start to think of the value of Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, Shohei is probably the most valuable player, but what Judge means to the Yankees, man, it's uh, pretty surprising that they fall apart. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. Wow. I told him. 